It's hard, almost impossible to add proper perspective here without full knowledge of the facts, which in this case is going to take some time. But something undeniable is the harm to the person at the center of it all. A 15-year-old standing alone, looking terrified on the ice before her free skate. This image, maybe more than anything else, encapsulates the entire situation. The adults in the room left her alone. You have to understand that in 1984, the Cold War, which I was intimately involved with, was hotter than it had ever been. I know, Cuban Missile Crisis, Korea, Vietnam, all that. But really, 1984 and into 1985 was really the high point, starting late 83 with Abel Archer into 84 and 85. You had tremendous instability in the Soviet Union with the passing of leaders. You had uh, the fallout from Solidarity in Poland. You had a, a lot of, just a lot of stuff going on. And it was really uncertain where the world was going to go. And yet at the same time, I can tell you this because I was there, there was a, an odd feeling of optimism, an odd feeling that things were changing. 1984, a movie came out that is still one of my favorite movies. I own it. I, I even have the soundtrack to it. I sing to the soundtrack of it. And it humorously took a poke at East Germany. And one of the jokes that was in the movie was the East German women's Olympic team handing out keys to the city to Nick Rivers and others. The movie was top secret. And to this day, we still laugh about that joke. But what was weird about it was that we had already seen the East German women's Olympic team, and believe me, it didn't look anything like that. Katarina Witt, the 84 Olympic Games, had just absolutely, I, I don't even, I don't know that there are words today that can capture the just incredible beauty and grace of Katarina Witt. I, I, I just don't know that there is. She was something we had never seen before. She was an East German, a communist, who from a communist country. I don't think she was ever really a communist, but that, that just didn't seem to fit the mold. She just didn't. And when she skated, oh, unbelievable. The things that she would do on the ice were just absolutely just incomprehensible to people like me and my compatriots who, you know, we watched the Olympic ice hockey and things like that. And we didn't really pay much attention to the, to the skaters, the female skaters, but man, she just captured us. She was a, she was beautiful. She was graceful. She was intelligent. That was obvious. And she was so good. She did things that had never been seen before. Things that today are, you know, not really considered all that big of a deal, but she, she landed three triples in her program in 84. Now the person that landed five in their, in their, uh, program this year didn't even win a medal. Didn't win the gold, I guess. I don't know. It was crazy. The even weirder thing about it was being an East German there was just this, it was somewhat oddly reminiscent of Mary Lou Retton, you know, the, the America's love affair with Mary Lou Retton. There are a lot of us 22 year olds back in 1984 that were just absolutely 
head over heels in love with Katarina Vett. And we were shy about making sure that everybody knew that she was just so beautiful and so talented. And so if I had to say I ever had an interest in, in ice skating, female, you know, ice skating, it started with Katarina Vett. There's no two ways about it. I know all the others, Dorothy Hamill and so forth and so on, but Katarina Vitt was something else. She was just amazing to watch. And in 1985, one of the biggest pop acts in the world at that time, a guy by the name of Elton John, maybe you've heard of him, came out with his 19th studio album. His 19th studio album, overall, I would rate it pretty much a dud. Uh, there was there was some, you know, it was like anything else in the 80s. People were pumping out music that they thought was pop and so forth and so on. But it had one song on it, one, that went straight to the top. The video for this song was, and still is, just absolutely entrancing. And the video, the song is called Nikita. And it's about Elton John pulling up to the border of East Germany, oddly enough. And they're seeing this beautiful border guard that he just absolutely falls in love with. And he's singing to her about, you know, you may never know anything about my home. Boy, good feel must feel good to hold you. Oh, Nikita, I need you. So it's a fantastic song. It's video is amazing. The, the, the woman that plays Nikita in the video is just, Could have been Katarina Witt. In fact, I think, and I think pretty much all people of that era believe that the the video, the song Nikita, was really about Katarina Witt. And I think we generally understood that Nikita was Katarina, and we all had a thing for her. We all did. And she was amazing. When the wall, she went back to the 88 Olympics, Katarina Witt did, and she performed well there, gold medal there. And... Then the wall came down. In Katarina Witt, it became very obvious when the wall came down and all of a sudden East Germany was just Germany. It became very obvious that Katarina Witt was not really much of a communist. She was an ice skater. And that's what her passion was. And her passion became for people and the sport. And in 1992, 1994, sorry, she went back to the Olympics. And if you remember the 94 Lillehammer games, that was the, that was the Nancy Kerrigan, uh, Tanya Harding thing. And Katarina Witt by this point was older, not as lilth, not as, as talented, but she came out for her final Olympic skate and she just, she didn't, she didn't medal and she didn't score well. In fact, she had some, some uh, mistakes in her final program. But as poorly as she skated, and by poorly, I mean she didn't technically do some things that other skaters did, she stole the audience that day. I mean, I remember watching this, and it was absolutely, I, in, in the pantheon of my top Olympic moments, I, I put it up there with the, with the miracle on ice. I mean, it really was that good. And it was so encapsulating of the entirety of the Olympic spirit. She knew she couldn't medal. She knew she wasn't going to win, but her job that day wasn't to do that. It was to show everybody 
one last time who she was now as a free person, no longer in a communist country. And by the way, as quote unquote, poorly as she did that day, she still beat Tanya Harding in the final standings. So that should say something for you, right? It was, it was an incredible moment. It was amazing. And to me, it was so encapsulating of what the Olympics should and could be. We jump ahead, of course, to this year. The Olympics this year, the Winter Olympics especially, have been nothing short of moribund. Yahoo Sports had an article yesterday about the Olympic funeral. I mean, it might as well be a funeral. The fans aren't into it, the ones that are there. The actual competitions are substandard. Uh, the ski jump, my, my favorite, second favorite Olympic sport, has been misaligned. The hockey teams are not up to standard. I mean, it, it's just been, there's no excitement. There's no, and of course, over this is, of course, hanging the cloud of World War III as Russia gets ready to invade stuff. And of course, the biggest controversy of the Olympics, the Winter Games is, why are the Russians even there? They're competing under the banner, quote unquote, of the ROC, the Russian Olympic Committee, which is a compromise that the Olympic Committee made, the International Olympic Committee made, because Russia itself is banned from the Olympic Games because uh, they, oh, what's the word in English? Uh, oh yeah, they cheat a lot and they got caught and, and banned, but the athletes were allowed to continue to participate under the banner of the Russian Olympic Committee, not Russia. It's stupid, but they were able to do that. And of course, because they're Russians, they still, what's that word again? Oh yeah, cheat a lot. And of course, this all led to this gal, Camilla Villefa, who was coming into the Olympics, the, the gold medal favorite, but was caught cheating with a banned substance in her bloodstream. She's 15 years old, and to say that her final performance was a disaster, her entire Olympic performance was a disaster, would, would, would really be an understatement. And yet, at the same time, there's this whole mindset that what has happened to her was pushed on her. In other words, as Mike Tirico said, this was child abuse. And it was on display for all of us to see right there, right in front of us. And while many are criticizing Philippa, there's this underlying feeling that she's a 15-year-old girl. She did what she was told to do by adults who have literally just abused her. Tara Lipensky, our own 15-year-old who won a gold medal some years ago, <laughs> When they did her, her long program, the commentary on her long program, they didn't say a word. Normally, these announcers won't shut up during the performance. They keep, oh, look at that. And they're so excited. Dead silence. And when, when, when Felihifa was done, all they said was, we should not have seen that skate. As if somehow or another, this is all her fault. And while I get what they're saying, while I understand it, while to some degree I agree with it, it does seem a little harsh in the light of the fact that this is a child that is being done this to. In the midst of all this, it caught my attention because 
to the microphone to speak about this whole situation with Milo Valjeva came someone who, for whom I have great respect, great regard, maybe even a little bit of 22-year-old puppy love. Katarina Witt herself went to the podium, went on television in Germany and was talking about the situation. What has happened, she said, is exactly what should have been protected from. She's 15. She's a child. I'm sorry. When you see her sitting there shattered, and Katarina broke down on camera. And the, the host of the show actually tried to cut away, tried to change the subject, and Katarina wouldn't let him. She's a shadow of herself, she said, about Vilayefa. She couldn't win in this whole game, whether she had skated perfectly and become an Olympic champion. Yes, it would have been debated. But what has happened now is absolutely the worst. It's almost, I almost thought she went on. Maybe she would actually do it. Maybe because she was 15, she could shake it off and say, I can do it. But there was political pressure placed on her. I wish someone like her mother had, or someone responsible would have taken her out of there, put her on a plane home three months away from this whole mess before the tsunami, which has crashed over her, came to being. Look, one of the things about being who I am is there are some things that I consider myself to be an expert on. Ice skating is not one of them. Katarina Witt knows more about ice skating than I ever imagined there was to know. And when she comes out and says, the villains in this are the people who, who did what they did to this 15-year-old, I accept that at its face value. Katarina Vitt is right. And instead of yelling at a 15-year-old girl who was just trying to skate, we should be asking serious questions of the adults in the room, not just the Russians who, who did this to her, but to the International Olympic Committee that allowed them to do this to them by putting up the charade of the Russian Olympic Committee. Something has to be done. I can't watch this anymore. I really, I, these Olympics are so bad that I, I just can't watch it. And whether it's the fact that we're being fed the Chinese propaganda, sorry, the West Taiwanese propaganda constantly, or the fact that Russia's about to invade Ukraine over some bullshit explosion scenario, whatever it might be, these Olympics have become a funeral. Sad, especially the ice skating. Sport, which has been, always been about beauty and grace and skill and confidence. Do you have any idea the confidence it takes to put your body in the air like that in a spin and land on a, on a single blade? I played hockey. I'm telling you, I know a little bit about ice skating, but I was never good enough to do that at it. The confidence alone that it takes to do that is beyond measure. The courage that it takes to do that is amazing. I've seen people break their ankles skating. I've seen it. I've been on the ice when it happened. Scary. But the skill, the confidence that these people have, these girls and guys have that do this is just utterly amazing to me. Even though I know I could never do it, it's just something that I enjoy watching.
But this sport that has built itself on that has wrecked on the rocks of cheating. And if the destruction had only been to those who caused all of this, well then, so be it. But instead, the entire world watched. Well, insofar as people are watching this, a child being destroyed on full display. And it was done by the exact same adults who think that putting the world on the edge of a world war is justified. I'm not so sure that things weren't better back in 1984. At least we seem to understand that children should be protected.